everybody. Welcome back to Sci-Fi Watcher, episode number 227 on this Sunday night as we continue our Night Flyers adventures. I'm Corey Shret, and Mr. Brian Lee is joining me. Brian, what's going on? Hey, Corey. Good to be here. Another good, another good Night Flyers night. Well, we'll discuss it and see if it is a good Night Flyers night. But before we do, we got Carlos with us one more time. Hello. How's it going, Corey? It's going good. Glad you can have Glad you can have us on the show. <laughs> glad you can have us on our show. Boy, I'm glad to have you on your show. <laughs> that is so nice. That is so nice of you to let us be on our own show. <laughs> oh my God. And it's not even that late. That's a sad thing. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get going on to episode nine called Icarus. That came out December 12th, 2018. Amy Louise Johnson did the teleplay and Stefan Schwartz directed this one. So Carl is preparing for the Vulcran contact. And, Ooh, yay. and, and Agatha is still, uh, she's like really lost control of her psychic ability. I, it's like the the injections don't work anymore. Right. <clears throat> and, she's becoming one with the force. Wait, no, that's a different show. I think they mentioned at some point her her level goes up to, she's closer to an L1 now and then and then um, Thale. I thought she was is, an L three. She was going. To she L2 was last an L three. Yeah, she was. She was. Uh, she's approaching L two and probably going beyond that. And um, Thale is actually going much further beyond an L one, like which L0. they have. They have L, no classification. L negative four. L no. And I think that at the end of the last episode. Um, uh, Cynthia uploaded into uh, Lomi's body, and yeah. now Lomi is calling for Augie. Although it was funny, she sat upright and looked around like she was okay. And this one, she looks like she just got off a three-week bender. Mm. <laughs> well, is this the one where she's like, "I'm not all here. I need you to get yeah. me some memories." And yeah. Blah, yeah. Blah. So uh, that's when uh, Augie starts setting up the uh, that crystal to pull all of her basically all of her essence out of the crystal and and, and patch it into Lomi. And nobody's paying attention to that, of course. No, no one yeah. cares. Yeah. And then um <clears throat> I think um Rowan is going nuts at this point over uh losing his uh his wife and child or his prospective wife and child. And um he grabs an axe. Yeah. He says, hello, darling. Yep. Yeah. Right. Grabs Here's an axe. Agatha. Agatha. So at this point, we're catching up to the very beginning of the series. Yay. The little little uh, flash forward that we see at the beginning of mm-hmm. episode one. Yep. Yeah. And um, so um, we see that Augie, um, he sabotages one of the environments and causes it to break loose. I didn't understand the significance of of uh, Cynthia saying you should uh, you should destroy this environment because it's Roy's favorite. Why would it matter? <laughs> if Just to mess with him. Just to mess with him. <laughs> yeah. It, it it's based. It didn't seem like it faced it. I mean, he he was shocked by the fact that it broke loose and prepared the ship, but it didn't seem like, oh my god, tragedy of tragedies! I lost my sanctuary. He was crying <laughs> on the inside. He just didn't show it. That's all. <laughs> well, he, he got replacement eyes so he could cry on the inside. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> 
uh, I, I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. And then, of course, when the environment hits the ship, they lose gravity. And at, at that point where they lose gravity, that's where we're all caught up with the very beginning. Now, we got to the beginning part here. Were you, were you disappointed that this is why this is happening? Uh, yeah, I wasn't disappointed. I, I was disappointed. You weren't? Okay. I, I was, was expecting more. Yeah, I was expecting a little bit more from it. I was expecting more like he was killing everybody on the ship or something. He was infected with something, and that's what's going on. Yeah. Well, so. it, made, it made sense when he went full circle, but why he went, you know, psycho, that part was kind of explained, or was that next episode? It's uh, semi-explained. Um uh, the teak energy, the teak energy is making him all crazy. It just seemed a little too over the top, though. Yeah, it, it, it well, the teak energy being over the top, and that I think they kind of explained it uh, in the beginning with the madness loop, where if somebody's bad emotions get looped in with an L who can't control their abilities, it just gets worse and worse and worse. I just have to point out the honeycomb scene. I'm just, it bothers me. <laughs> eating the honeycomb. And spreading them honey all over the wall, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> you know that entire, you know, from that point moving forward, he had honey in his beard the whole time, mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm glad they kept up with the consistency on that one. <laughs> you know what they did is after they stopped recording, they go to the actor and say, "Go home, don't shower." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 54 takes, all with honey in his beard. Oh my god. <laughs> um, we also get to see Agatha and Thale force projecting, you know, or, or sorry, astral planing. Uh, astral projecting. Yeah. Astral projecting. Which is, uh, which is, I guess that was where Agatha teaches Thale how to do it. Very and, easily and very quickly. Yeah. It's like young Padawan. I know more than you, even though you should know more than me. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then at that point, um, <clears throat> At that point, um, moving forward, um, we get to the point where she has to put the message in the bottle. Uh, basically, she says the, the message, don't, uh, don't come to the night flyer, puts the message in a bottle and, and fires it off. Now, <laughs> fires it off where? <laughs> exactly. My point, my point, and uh, I, I, I talked with Brian with, about this earlier. He's like, okay, they're on a ship accelerating in one direction out yeah. from the solar system even if somehow they might have aimed that the uh, the portal where they fired out the message it's still going in the same direction as the ship exactly <laughs> so who are you gonna warn <laughs> no you're warning, I wanna... you're warning the vulcan don't come to the night flyer <laughs> no, i was telling the telling carlos remember how they were doing all that video conferencing stuff she could have just like Call base and get, hey guys, don't come here. Yeah, send a signal out that way. I thought yeah. she, was, I thought she was making a deposit at the bank in the drive-through. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looked like. She's putting her money in, tightening the cap, and it looked like old technology. Yeah, I know. <laughs> vacuum tube it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll make you food from any time and place you want, but gosh darn it, you still got to use the old vacuum tubes from the 1970s. Message in a bottle, like the old <laughs> ships in the water. I mean, it would have been kind of cool if the the little thing went out and had like a little like thruster that just shot it off in one direction, and so he'd like at least go in that way. That would have been nice. But, 
they're in the farthest reaches of space. How is that ever going to get back to Earth? It's not supposed to. <laughs> I, I have a feeling it has like a signal on it because it was flashing a red light. So maybe there would have been like a little radio signal, like a black box or something. Is anything I can think of? Okay, they didn't even know that they could find the eagle. How are they going to find this little recorder in a little bottle that's being fired in a random direction, in the same direction that they're flying? I mean, you have to go all the way out to where they are now to find that bottle. <laughs> I, I, I think it would have been cool if, if the, the people on the eagle found it and said, oh, heck no, we're turning around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that they mentioned that they were uh, – being drawn by the Vulcran too, for some weird reason. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how that could have affected them when they were around Jupiter, but uh, even still, yeah, that's just <laughs> the message in the bottle thing was just kind of hilarious. It's just like, why not? Yeah. Like Brian said, set up a video conference and then transmit the yeah. story across. Yeah. They were shedding video messages. Remember how Carl yeah. was sending a video message, like to his wife, like, Hey, I don't love you anymore. I'm going to get them now. Bye. <laughs> yeah, you, you would think they, I mean, granted, it might take forever to get there, but at least send something back. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. uh, send it, send it in an encrypted message or, uh, <laughs> it's like a, a night flyer says F you and then <laughs> send propaganda films. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. We got to talk about the ending here. Okay. The, the bat crazy ending. Mm-hmm. Who wants to start? Uh, let's see. Oh, when the uh, when the ship is approaching the the big alien organism, and they find that it's not. It they find at the, actually the whole time that they're approaching it, they think it's like a thousand ships circling, uh, circling a fleet, this massive fleet. Yeah. And as it turns out, it's some giant telepathic, super telepathic organism. Oh, and, I was talking about Rowan. Going, you know, hacking oh, yeah. up. Uh, oh yeah, Rowan. Well, that the well, they were approaching it, and then Rowan goes hack crazy. Uh-huh. He uh, he basically red shirts <laughs> their navigator. Yeah. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go. Boom. Bye bye. Like oh, there you <laughs> boom. Bye bye. End the story. Never saw you before. Never see you again. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, he goes up and he straight up attacks the captain. Like, uh, I wonder if people even saw him in the peripheral vision. Because the captain's like right there in front of everybody on the bridge. Yeah. And he just comes up from the side. Hello. Chop, chop, chop. Tacks off his hand and we see it like, you know, oh, he's a robot. (laughs) Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah, Could be. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, at that point, the uh, captain's all hacked up. Uh, They haul off Rowan to, I guess, the brig or... Doesn't matter where no, they got him. Doesn't matter where they put him. I mean, they could have put him in one of the storage containers that wouldn't have really mattered. We also get a lovely Agatha voiceover at of the course. end there. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, Agatha kills herself so that Thale can, uh, he can, he can think he, better. Or he can be free from the psychic loop. Yeah. Yeah. Because apparently them getting closer to the Vulcran is causing a loop feedback between the two of them, which I, I don't really understand how they think of psychics as stereos. <laughs> or and, magnet, magnets. And, and bad stereos at that. <laughs> vacuum tubes. That's all I'm going to say. There's vacuum tubes. <laughs> vacuum tubes. <laughs> yeah. This, I, I wanted to fast forward through this episode just to get to the Vulcran. That's all I wanted to see. 
Yeah, it 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 was a lead up episode pretty much, but yeah, it was it was just a connector to connect us back that's, to the very beginning. That's oh, yeah, that's it. And and I was still disappointed. I was like, oh, that's all this is. He's just gone crazy because his kid's dead and wife's dead, and like instantly crazy for no reason. It seemed like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's all because of the Vulcan. Yes. Darn yep. you, Vulcan. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Vulcan. Yeah, I know. It's like uh really couldn't get anything further away from Vulcan. I yeah. still don't understand where he came up from the came the got the name from. It just he just like combined random things. Hey, I'll just call him the Vulcan. Yeah. You're gonna he, have to ask George R. R. Martin that. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's I guess if you read it, it's not a bad name. You know, okay. V U L C Y C R Y N. But yeah, you know, I guess it. So he didn't have to fall into any copyright infringements. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what it is. Sci-fi. You just you know throw a number on the end of a, of a word, and that's a planet. You know. <laughs> Vulcan fifteen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, we should wrap this one up because we got to get to the finale. Can't wait to do that one. I want to thank Brian for being here again. Brian, where can we find you online? Uh, you find me on Twitter or Instagram, Brian says. And of course, I want to thank Carlos one more time for being here. And Carlos, you don't exist. Uh, th- thank you very much. I'm glad to be a hologram. <laughs> but we do <laughs> we do exist at saveproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. Of course, you can email us at sci-fi watcher at saveproductions.com or drop us a voicemail, 774-327-2948, 774-32-SAY-IT. That's it. We'll be back tomorrow, Christmas Eve, as we talk about the final episode of Night Flyers. And until then, hope you have a good one. <laughs>